master of ceremonies uh, or middle communicator, whatever you feel like MC means. Um, and uh, basically, we've been going through a, I need my notes here. We've been going through a prayer series uh, and just sort of each week we've been talking about a different thing about prayer. So the first week we talked about, uh, to recap you guys and to fill you in if you weren't here for that, we talked about disappointment with prayer. Raise your hand if you've ever been disappointed with a prayer. It's not sinful to raise your hand <laughs> to that one. Uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely been disappointed with, with some prayers for sure. So we talked about that and worked through a lot of those things that can come up. We talked about prayers of confession. Yeah, those are, those are hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to admit the things you've done, and to God, and to other people, and it's, but it, it brings restoration, is what we talked about. It brings healing, and it restores relationships, especially between you and God. Um, the next thing we talked about are prayers of listening, because sometimes we like to talk. I'm one of those people. I will ramble on for hours, and I forget to just listen to what God wants to say. So that's what we talked about. And then last week, we talked about prayers of intercession, which is interceding on someone else's behalf and saying, God, I pray for this person, or God, I pray for this situation, uh, and being led in ways of doing that. So throughout all of those different ways, and there's a, a litany of other ways that you can pray as well, um, we wanted to have a night of prayer testimonies. So we're going to have a couple of people share testimonies that they've had through prayer. Um, and one of the most, I think, encouraging things about these uh, people and these stories is all they did to be up here to share this is they just prayed. That's, that's it. That's the only qualification uh, to share a testimony is you just, you just talked with God. And, and that's, that's all it comes from is a relationship. And the reason we share testimonies uh, at Crossroads, we believe that it is uh, highlighting something God has done in you, through you, or for you which is just super encouraging to hear how God has, has moved through people, in people, and for people, right? Uh, and that can affirm our faith. So um, prayer also just connects us to God's will, and that's really the purpose of why we're doing this, right? Uh, it allows us to, to have the renewing of our hearts and the renewing of our minds as we connect with the holy God who's going to make us more like him. Um, so the first person that uh, has a prayer testimony that is going to come up and speak uh, is Anita Hase. Did I do it right? Did I do the last name? Okay, we did it. So yes, everyone welcome her up here. Microphone's ready to go. And I'll get out of your way. Oh, thank you. Gonna try not to use the notes too much, but you know. I need them. Okay, so my name is Anita, for those of you that don't know me. Um, I'm generally the one chasing children around. Can you hear me okay? All right. <laughs> uh, so if I haven't gotten to know you yet, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, kids. Um, so this is my testimony, kind of my journey to becoming a mom and um, how that came about through prayer. I've always wanted to be a mom. Um, I have still notebooks from when I was 10 years old with baby names written down in them. So it's, uh, I never really was very ambitious career-wise. Hi, bud, you coming up with me? Um, so I, that's basically been what I've wanted to do my whole life. I worked as a nanny for 10 years as my work experience <laughs> before getting married. And then I got married and um, 
just figured, well, we're going to get pregnant and start having babies. And um, hi, bud. Um, I wasn't in a huge hurry. I just thought, oh, it's going to happen, and that'll be great. But about two years later, we kind of were like, well, no babies. What's going on? So we went and got all the tests and treatments, and they said, well, you're probably not going to be able to have kids on your own. So for me, this was the kind of the descent of a dark cloud over my life for... Um, the next several years of just pain, anger, disappointment. How could this be, God? This is all I've ever wanted. Why me? How could this be happening to me? Um, <laughs> I mean, you guys can kind of see the end of the story here, but... <laughs> so it's not super suspenseful, I guess, but... Um, so just kind of my background was I was born and raised into a Christian family. I um, accepted Jesus as a young child, five, and just always trusted him. And so for me, this was like my real first time I was super let down, heartbroken, um, could, just could not understand how this could, how this could be. Uh, I remember a low point was later that year we were driving up to meet my family for Thanksgiving. And it was going to be all the aunts, uncles, cousins, and I was going to hear the questions, you know, hey, guys, what's taking so long? When are those babies coming? And I was just remember thinking, God, I don't know. Just take me now. If you're not going to ever give me babies, I don't think I can go on anymore. This is just going to be too hard for me. Um, so that was kind of like this real dark, dark point in my life where I just figured I, if, if I don't get to be a mom, just forget it. I don't even want to go forward anymore. Um, so the next year rolled around, and we start, you know, my sister's pregnant with her second. A good friend just got married and is already pregnant with, already pregnant, you know, months after being getting married. And that is a whole different level of pain because then you're feeling like, well, I should be super happy for these people. I want to rejoice with them. And all I get is waves of sorrow and disappointment and hurt. So I feel awful because I feel like I'm an awful person on top of not having babies. And so it was, it was a painful time. Um, but there's always, but, but God, thank you so much, God. Um, I, was thankfully part of a group of women um, who we had kind of been together since we were single before we even got married. And um, we were in a place where we would speak over each other's lives. And uh, at the baby shower for this friend of ours who had just got married a few months before and was pregnant, our leader said, we're going to pray for all of those of you who want to have babies too. And during that prayer, my friend who was pregnant at the time said, gosh, I feel like the Lord is saying that he wants to hear you ask him for a baby. And I kind of at first was like, what? What does he mean? I was very taken aback by that and thought, oh, what does he think I've been doing this whole time? <laughs> and as the days went by and I pondered this word and I thought, you know what? I think I've mostly stomped my foot and shook in my fist and said, why, you know, been mostly angry and haven't actually humbly said, Lord, God, please, I would like to have a child. So this kind of began the softening of my heart towards 
just asking and um, coming humbly before the Lord in prayer. Um, so I also, around this time, also got a book which was just about, you know, a biblical perspective on infertility. It gave a lot of, um, mostly just a compilation of scripture, basically, about what the Bible has to say about it. And so I dove in headfirst. Um, I basically completely immersed myself in all things. I just wanted to know, what, Lord, what do you have to say about this? I want to know everything. And... Um, I had a CD that I listened to that had like those same teachings. That was all I did for months. I had a super long commute, Silicon Valley commute. So that was in my car. That's what I listened to. That's what I did. That's what I read. And I was just completely immersed in the word of God. And I found myself getting released from all the anger and all the pain and all the disappointment. I was not pregnant, but I found myself feeling peace and joy and contentment. And um, so that around December, I think of that year, I kind of realized that I was no longer very concerned with getting pregnant or having a baby. I found myself very content in what God's will and timing was going to be for my life. And about that same time, my husband found out that he was accepted to the University of Utah, which meant we would be moving from California to Utah. And I was like, great, this is perfect. Okay, we don't have a baby. I'll be able to work. We'll, I'll support him while he does his PhD. This is going to be awesome. And two weeks later, we found out we were expecting this beautiful baby girl right here. <laughs> um, and so I just wanted to share kind of um, that his word is good and true. When you seek him first, he does add all things to you. Um, if I'm being honest, I was not seeking him first when I first dove in. I wanted that baby. <laughs> but as, as I dove into his word, he came and just, oh, sorry, honey, he came and met me there. Um, he lifted my head up to him and he kind of showed me his love and how he wanted me to be so secure in his love that nothing can shake me from that. And that had to come first before the blessing. And so that was my path at this point now. As you can see, he's kind of blessed me abundantly. <laughs> um, and I'm just so grateful because I really, if I hadn't gone through that journey, I don't know where I would be with my relationship with him. And also, I now have just such a heart for women who um, want to have babies. It's like my most favorite thing in the world to pray about. I, I just, it's, it's big. And so, um, anyway, one other thing I just wanted to say, sorry if I'm going over, but um, surrounding yourself with people of faith is so important because when you're at your lowest low, they can be there to speak a word into your life that could change your whole life. And, um, yeah, I don't even know where I'd be if she hadn't been brave and said that thing, which at first made me super offended and, like, how could you say that? Um, but she did, and it, it started me on the right path toward him. So, anyway, yeah, thanks. Uh, wow. Yeah.
yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I feel like that's just such a beautiful story of like, like you said, being content with God. And I think um, it even, would you say that it like also applies to everyone else who feels like they have this deep desire, whatever it may be, like you sh- sometimes those desires are from God. And, and sometimes there might be a thing of like, you need to grow in your relationship through through prayer and, and worship. And so would you say that that also applies to everyone else? Oh yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. Good. Yeah, and I think for me it was too like finding out what his word says about it um so that's good that's good um well thank you anita everyone give her a hand again that's fantastic yeah i think there's there's so many I, I don't know i feel like you guys probably have this too of like there's this righteous desire i feel like i have and and god's just saying not yet sometimes right or maybe you have that story of like god said not yet and then you see on the other side why it, it was why his timing is so much better, right? So that's super good. I love that. Um, well, our next person who's going to come up, or our next people who are going to come up, is Aaron and Joanne Reming. They're going to come uh, tell us their prayer testimony. Okay, I'm starting. So. So I'm Joanne, this is Aaron. We've been married just under 20 years. Um, From the moment I met him, he had told me about how he'd gone on missions trips and how his desire was to go on the mission field. Um, Little backstory on me, my parents were missionaries with Foursquare um, in Columbia um, from the 80s to the early 90s. And while it was a really great experience, I was also very lonely as a child. So when he told me he wanted to go on the mission field, my just brushing it off, brushing it off. Um, we'd been married about nine years, and he comes home from work, and our kids were between eight and two. I mean, we had four kids in six years. It was, I was working nights. It was, it was hard. And he comes home, and he's like, yeah, God told me it's time. It's time for us to go. I don't know where we're going, but we're going somewhere. And in this whole time we'd been married, I was like, yeah, that's a nice dream for you. That's great, but I'm not doing it. I told God. And those were her words. I am not going. I will never homeschool my kids, and I'm never going to be a missionary. Well, God has a way through prayer of changing our heart to make our heart be like his heart. He called us to Guatemala in 2014. Our youngest was three years old. You know, it took me a while to come around to the idea of going on the mission field, but sorry, I had to backtrack a little bit. Because it was a hard time for me on the mission field, and I felt like my parents were putting church in front of us, and I really didn't feel like I had that relationship with my parents, I was mortified to do that to my own kids. And the Lord told me, and through Aaron, he said, look, I'm not your dad, and I'm going to do my best to be there for you and the kids, and you're not going to be on your own. And the kids are going to be with us. And it just gave me so much peace that I could not only trust God, but also trust my husband that he was going to follow through. And the kids wouldn't have that same experience. And, I mean, it wasn't easy. Every day we had to pray. <laughs> you know, things, things were hard down there. We'd been there for two weeks. We ended up meeting Daniel and Brandy. And those are the, the couple that are in Guatemala now. They became fast friends with us. And we had to pray continually for support to be able to stay down there. Um, When things weren't going so great where we were, God opened a door and we moved to Belize. And we're there for six months working with young adults. And when 
support was kind of drying up, then, you know, God opened the door for us to come back home. And before we had left, we had sold everything. I mean, I kept my Christmas stuff. You can't get rid of that stuff. But, and some keepsakes, but we didn't have anything when we came back. And we just had to pray, okay, God, you're going to have to take care of us. Our pastor in Arizona was like, hey, I know you're going to have to go back to work. We need a, a children's ministries coordinator. And I said, sure, you know, his dad's business wasn't doing so great, but brought Aaron back on and God provided, you know, but it was a lot of trust and just in prayer. And I just wanted to share along with that, I guess, uh, our journey together as a couple, as a family and doing missions. I feel like every step of the way God has called us to do something that didn't seem like you know, all the pieces were going to come together. And I have grown up in church most of my life. And so prayer has always kind of been a natural thing. And people go, oh, you know, if you, you know, just pray about that. Have you prayed about that? Are people praying about that? And, and it just kind of, you know, is more of like a to-do list or a check mark. And when we were in Guatemala and Belize, it kind of changed for me. And there's a verse that I've really come to love. It's in... I think 2 Timothy chapter 1, it's verse 12, and Paul is saying, this is why I'm suffering here in prison, but I'm not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until the day of his return. And I feel like in those moments that we have had to trust, you know, like I mentioned, I got to share you went a, a little while ago, but you know, it was like immediate. We got on the ground to Guatemala. The guy that was supposed to get us picked up, you know, we told him, hey, we've got six people. We've got 12 suitcases. They were trying to get us to a room. This is what we need. We need some, something that can fit six people in 12 suitcases. And the people showed up with like a minivan, and they could only fit my wife and my kids. And I sat on the curb of the airport for an hour and a half, In Guatemala, with no phone, didn't speak Spanish, didn't know where my kids were, didn't know who picked up my kids. I had never met them in my life and just go, okay, God, right now I'm trusting that you have my wife, you have my kids. They're not, you know, in some kidnapping ring. You know, I just don't know. It is, you know, immediately, and it's just like in those moments, God has brought me to this place of going, you know, I go to Home Depot and I don't ask for help. I just, I'm going to find it if I walk down every aisle twice. I'm not going to ask anybody. And God is, you got to ask. And so it's, I know the one in whom I trust and he can take what I've entrusted to him. And so God has led us to this place of going, I don't care if it's Guatemala, if it's Belize, if it's Utah, if it's wherever, As long as you can trust me, you know, I'm trustworthy. The things that you're entrusting to me, my kids, you know, it was a big trust. Go to another country. It's a big trust to follow what God has for you. But I can tell you that as of yet, in, you know, 19 and a half years and three countries, God has not let us down. And I have yet to see him not prove that he is trustworthy. And so prayer is just that reminder to me that I can trust God with the things that are most important to me. And that starts with that process of asking 
saying, here's my heart. Would you listen to my heart? So good. I love it. Thank you guys for coming here. My goodness. Um, yeah, it's... So, so you didn't want to do missions. That, yeah. I will not. <laughs> yeah. And that's so interesting, too, because, like, um, you know, Anita had this desire, right? And you have this, this not desire. And God, God wants us to, to be in the middle somewhere of, like, there's things that, that are going to be uncomfortable. It sounds like you guys went through some uncomfortable stuff. And you had to trust in God to provide. And so that's just such a beautiful reminder of there are, there are the desires that we already have, right? But there's also the desires God wants to call us into that we feel like we don't have right now, right? Um, so that's so good. What, what maybe would you say was like the biggest thing for you of realizing like, I'm going to trust in, in this desire that God has for me more than I don't have this desire, if that makes sense? Well, it was, it was prayer and time. Oh. Prayer and time. Prayer and time. I, yeah. I was so adamant that I wasn't going to do it. And, and I had to not force it. It was probably three years from that first conversation before yeah. we actually went. So for three years, three years you waited and prayed. And, yeah. But he didn't push me, and he gave me time. And mm-hmm. it's amazing how the Lord makes his heart your heart. Yeah. And I've learned never to tell God That's I'm not going to do something yeah. because then he usually, <laughs> okay. then it's usually the opposite. That's good. Yeah, don't, don't tell God never. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thank you, guys. Everyone give him a hand. Um, wow, that's good. I, I love every time we do testimonies like this, there is some sort of through line or some sort of um, like two sides of the same coin thing going on. And, and so that was a beautiful representation of that, of how prayer grew them right, into their desires and into their future desires that they would have. And and so now what I'd like us to do is have an opportunity to really practice that uh, with one another, with God personally. Can I have the worship team uh, come up and join me? Um, So, so, um, yeah, with with all of these things that we've talked about, uh, oh, and if we could have prayer teams just at the back uh, corners, thank you. Um, So for you guys, here's the application. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray relentlessly. The Bible says in all times, pray in the Spirit. Like, just don't stop praying. Don't stop asking, right? Uh, whatever that may be. And, and so I just encourage all of us now, um, if you're comfortable, would you stand with me and let's, let's pray as we go into worship, and then um, you can feel free to move around. You can dance around if, if that's how you want to express your worship. Um, but, but I'd really challenge you to find someone to pray with um, and, and feel that, that powerful, the, the powerful feeling that comes from prayer. Uh, and you may not feel it right away, right? Um, but I, I think truly just as, uh, as was echoed, and as I said earlier, like, prayer connects us to God. It grows that relationship with us. Uh, so, God, we thank you for the time that we had today to uh, to just talk about how you've changed people's lives, um, how you changed that through prayer and just relationship with you. Um, God, I pray that we continue to practice that as, as a family, as a church family that prays with one another, that prays for each other. And God, as we close out this series, remind us of all the things that you're calling us to do, whether that's to just sit and listen sometimes or to intercede on someone else's behalf. Whatever that may be, God, we trust you in your provision and in your strength. Amen.